Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to this Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Are you feeling refreshed? I'm not... Yeah, not today. We got back late last night. Oh. Couple of delays. Yeah. Couple of trains cancelled. Every form of transport was against us. Mm. Cars, trains, le metro, and planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that Steve Martin film. Yes. What was that called? Planes, trains, automobiles. And trams? Nope. Hmm. So not nor, exact- nor, nor the metro. Not exactly like ours because we had trams. But yeah. So t- tomorrow I'll be fine. But do you ever have that? You go, you yeah. go away and you've got. Like, you should take an extra day off to I, recover from the holiday. I was honestly surprised you were here today. Hmm. Like we had our meeting yesterday, and there were people who was like, "I've got questions that I need to ask Ali." And I was like, me too. And we'll ask those to when he comes in the office tomorrow. But I spent the whole day thinking, like, I don't think he's going to be working tomorrow. Like, <laughs> really expecting just to get a message in the morning and be like, I'm real tired. Yeah. Like, can you do the AEW review? And I'll be like, yeah, of course, that's fine. I even prepped for it mentally by coming in really ah. early this morning on the off chance that it might happen. Because I was like, I think Ollie needs to take another day and then come back on the Friday. Or actually, just take the Friday. Come back on the mm, Monday. That's beautiful. Well, I wish I took... There was a point last night when it was, you know, our train was cancelled from Stansted. I thought, oh, it's going to be a grind doing tomorrow. But I was like, but it's AEW. If there's ever a time to come back to work, it's my favourite promotion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, of course, in light of... Because <clears throat> Ollie gave this a, uh, a pretty good score uh, in the edited <laughs> review. And therefore, the comments for the live review um the podcast are like ollie never needs to review aew again yeah we should, we should ban him call him from my head <laughs> ban him from reviewing aew for giving it a good score 75 percent. yeah well you know people people hear 75 percent, and they they have a different uh level of measurement i guess for what a hundred percent is maybe they give a lot of stuff a hundred percent i think you and I are from a magazine era 
mm-hmm. which means that we're also from a magazine era for video games. You know, we grew up on Games Master magazine, CVG, um, uh, you know, and all these, these sorts of things, Superplay and all this sort of stuff that would do like percentage scores. So if a game got 75%, like that's a recommend. Yeah. That's a, it's like, hey, do you know what? It's not the best game you're going to play, but I, if you can see it cheap, I'd pick it up. If you get 75% at uni, you're a genius. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 40% a passing grade, <laughs> which is funny because there's a few where I did not get a passing grade mm. on some of them. Uh, and actually, my next girlfriend of mine used to argue this with me. She said, like, how many GCSEs have you got? What did you get? And I'd be like, I got 11. And then she's like, okay, what did you get? And I said, I got four Cs. Sorry, I got four Bs, one C, three Ds, and a U. And it's like, okay, so you've got five GCSEs then. Oh, A to C. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So I got four Bs and one C. Yeah. So you got, so you got five GCSEs. I said, no, I got 11 GCSEs, one of which I, and then I could have had 12, but I failed one of them. Mm-hmm. And she argued, no, 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 you got got some Ds in there and an E. Mm. Like those do not count. Those are not passing grades. It's like, well, you can tell that's my university accepted <laughs> them as passing grades. But yeah, no, Porto was nice. That's where I went. Uh, do you know what they love in Porto? Apparently, um, meat-filled sandwiches. Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring this up. And it's going to sound nice. And for a bite or two, it is nice. <clears throat> really thick bread, but not normal bread. It's like, it's got egg in. So it's a, it's a cakey bread. So two already, really, already quite a lot. Two really thick slices. And in those slices of bread are ham, like three layers of cheese, a steak, uh, and sausage meat. And that's all rammed in there. And I bet there's some people in America going, oh yeah, oh like a tadurkin. <laughs> and but it, it's it's not that cut. It's trying to be that, but it isn't because it's still got one foot in Europe. So it's like chorizo <laughs> is the sausage. <laughs> yeah. And then they drape cheese over the top of it, so it has the look of a mirror glazed cake. Mm-hmm. And then they pour bolognese sauce over it and then they put a fried egg on top so it's a lot like yeah sure sounds delicious but like you couldn't eat a whole is that it's like man versus food yeah type like territory yeah and i i I was eating it and for the first two i was like oh wow this is overpowering and but not even by halfway i was i was struggling (laughs) i was sweating i was so thirsty and remain thirsty for two more days i bet you it's so salty yeah and uh didn't help that the only thing i was trying to hydrate myself with was beer Mm -hmm. probably exasperated the situation but yeah that's their main thing but also they love sardines i do they put sardines in this sandwich no they don't that's a separate thing and I went into the to- the most touristy sardine shop possible because it had lights and it had a little Ferris wheel in the shop. Did it have a, a, a Union flag up in the window? They might as well have done. But this is all Portuguese. And again, I was like, oh, yeah, I want these. I want this tin of sardines, this tin of sardines. And my girlfriend's like, that's too many sardines. We can get sardines at home. And I was like, but I can't get one with curry in. So I settled on my four favourite tins of sardines. <laughs> How much do you think they that would have cost? In euros? Yeah, in euros. I'll convert for... Okay, okay. So if I give you in British pounds, then I'm actually... Okay, tin of sardines. I don't know. I mean, like, a tin of mackerel. 
probably is like one pound ten. Mm-hmm. If you were to buy that in sort of like the, the peel back tin, yep. like in a, in a rich tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's maybe one pound ten. So if we're saying sardines, maybe it's 90p. Um, so for if we're, 360. 360. Remember, this is Taurus Central. Yeah, so maybe you want to bump that up to 450. Mm. Maybe a fiver. I'm going to need you to put a zero on the end of that. You didn't spend 50 quid. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was in the embarrassing situation of having to go oh, no, I don't want to spend that much on <laughs> sardines. Can I remove these two tins of sardines from the bill? I wanted to remove them all. <laughs> but I was too deep by that point, And I spent £25 on sardines. Wow. Two tins. £25. Yeah. This must be some good sardines. I don't know yet. Oh, you haven't had them yet. What flavours yeah. are they, though? <clears throat> One was just your classic sardines olive oil. Because they... Frickin', I thought it was just a really nice shop assistant, <laughs> but actually she was fleecing me. Yeah, because you could smell you coming a mile yeah. away, which is mad because she works in a sardine <laughs> shop. And the other one was, I think it was it octopus. It wasn't sardines, but it was another tin fish. Oh right, mm. so do you think that might have bumped up your price? No, no, that was cheaper than the. You know, looking back on it, the normal sardines were done up to look like a block of gold. <laughs> Which was a big draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, do you know what? Recommend, let's... though. Recommend Porto, 75%. <laughs> just have more days by the pool. I'm assuming your weather wasn't good enough to just sit by the pool. Uh, it's not usually very good. I didn't know this. It's right on the Atlantic. So all the wind, all the rain in that part. And then once you get past the, a sort of mountain range called the Duero Valley, it turns into just absurd hotness. But 45 at, degrees. But at least wow. they can qualify for the All-Atlantic Championship. Yeah. Is the Netherlands? I don't know. I mean, or people, people said that Japan doesn't because Japan's in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, but that part of Europe doesn't touch the Atlantic oh. Ocean. Hold on. What ocean? Netherlands. What ocean is the Netherlands on? Portuguese wrestlers would be fine. The North Sea. Yeah. It's definitely the number one problem. <laughs> Another belt. <laughs> um, which actually is a big problem. Anyway, let's get into the AEW review because we've got some emails from you wonderful people in the outro portion. Here is the show. Yeah, so uh, just a few comments here. Uh, great Ollie is here. Um, Ollie is 75%. Oh no, it's Ollie. Down with Ollie. He's a stupid fan. Ollie out. No more Ollie, please. Uh, 75%. Uh, replace Ollie. Um, you'll pick the most unflattering photo of a carder. Uh, <laughs> Ollie's 74. <laughs> Lucas face. Ollie is heel. Um, so yeah, people are really into your very good mm. score you gave this show. Well, you know, very good score by the grand scheme of everything. You know, sem- if 100% is It's a Wonderful Life and 0% is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Yeah. That it's the worst thing ever <laughs> created by humanity. This is 75% for me. Um, but yes, it is also the lowest score. I've given AEW this year. Joint, joint, um, three other episodes have had it. I was going to say, like, 
because the episode <clears throat> two weeks ago when you uh, said it was the death of AEW, you said this company is not going to last the rest of the year. The co- I mean, granted, I'm exaggerating there, but you did say the company I love is dying away. And yeah. then the next week you were like, it's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Great show. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, though, this episode is brought to you by Surfshark. It sure is, because if you're in America and you're watching things on uh, Peacock and you're trying to like watch another WWE show and you're like, man, I really wish I had the old WWE network. Or if you're in America and you're like, man, I hear those Brits have got it real good with BBC iPlayer or Four On Demand. And you're like, but I'm in stupid America that's full of idiots and bad TV. Well, Surfshark is your friend because Surfshark will allow you to access all of the streaming services over here, the good version of the WWE Network, but also streaming services around the world. If you want to get La Francais version of Netflix, you can do so via surfshark.deals forward slash WT podcast and use the promo code WT podcast for, do you want 10% off? Yeah. Do you want 30% off? Of course I do. Do you want 50% off? Oh, that, that's amazing. Do you want 60% off? Hey, I want Surfshark to make some money off me. Do you want 70% off? What? Do you want 80% off? Yes. Well, I'll give you 83% off. And, oh my God, three months, three months free. Surfshark.deals forward slash WT podcast. It's an incredible offer. Please do uh, check them out. Every link clicked helps support us too. Right. So this episode of AEW Dynamite, get in your... Omega Chats, of course, to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. Uh, our main talking point is, yes, it's the debut of Akada. Someone who last week, Jay White, no, Adam Cole said to us, isn't going to be on the pay-per-view. And then here he is on the pay-per-view. Do you think this was a, a last minute, oh no, too many people are injured call up a card we really need him to show up no i think this was always the plan hmm. i think that this is they were always going to do a fatal four-way match and this is the fatal four match they had planned because they set this up three weeks ago when page challenge sorry we had a few people saying that the audio needed some tweaking so i'm just I've called okay. in pizza to have a look at it Tweak that audio, um uh yeah i know i think this was always the plan that's why page set up a match with a card three weeks ago and then Adam Cole was setting up matches with Jay White to culminate in a fatal four-way. Well, here's what happened. Silas Young, the last real man and sort of Thank beloved you, member of the... It says it's fine. Okay. Ring, of, uh, Ring of Honor roster. We both love Silas. Oh, I love Silas Young. Do you want to hear what I've written in my notes about Silas Young? Where, where are my notes? My, my first note was, is that Butcher? <laughs> I've written my notes here. I effing love Silas Young. This is Hoss. I wrote that, and then Silas did a cartwheel. It may just be because he has a mustache, but Silas <laughs> Young is what a proper man looks like. Yeah, but like an old school man. But it's what, like I, a, it's what I want to look like. Yeah, like a throwback, I live in a cabin, I chop wood all day. This is the sort of man I want to look like. I can't, I can't look like this. I'm too much of a soy boy to, to look like this. I can't grow a good enough moustache to look like that. Silas Young doesn't even know what soy is. No, he doesn't. Can't he, even spell the word. He only has dairy straight from the teat of the cow yep. that he's raised himself. He doesn't have alternatives. No, and he then chops that cow up 
and eats it straight off the bone. But he does it in a nice way. Hmm. You know, he respects nature at the same time. Humanely. Uh, there's a really cool story in here. Hangman Page, Silas Young, long-term ROH TV title rivals. I would say that there's also, you know, if you develop this further, the idea of the last real man up against the millennial cowboy. All the character dynamic clashes you could lean into there. Silas Young is from Milwaukee. So there was a point where the crowd slightly booing Hangman oh, when he was not. when he sets up for the buckshot, the crowd go, wait a second. Um, so a bit of a, a curious choice to I book a hometown star. I didn't hear any of that. Oh, I, did. I, I didn't hear any boos for Hangman. Like Hangman got the biggest pop of the two when uh, he came out, even though Silas Young, but I love Silas Young, his music hits. Rounds from Milwaukee, so everyone cheers him. And then he goes out being like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for applauding me. And then yucked it up as the heel for the rest of the match. But no, I didn't. I, maybe I misheard, but I didn't hear any booze for, for hangers. Mm. It was only like not at the start, not during the match, but just like right at the end of the match, just before Hangman's about to do the buckshot, when people realized, oh, it's ending now and Silas is going to lose. That's when there was like a. Mm, well, I'd imagine if, mm, if you were in that crowd and you were watching former AEW World Champion Hangman Page, who has started a feud with IWGP Champion Jay White versus not signed to AEW Silas Young. I don't think I'm walking into that match mm. being like, I think Silas has got a chance here. Yeah, I mean, that's my sort of. Uh, I love Silas Young. And I was like, well, I never really bought that he would win. But at the same time, I think. Uh, Takeshita has proven that, well, you can get over because there was no way he was winning that match. No, and I think that's a great mm. use of bringing talent in and giving, you know, your stars wins over credible names. I think it's like a perfect use of a Silas Young. It's mm. like a perfect use of a Takeshita. So after that, uh, Hangman won with the buckshot and Adam Cole, Bebe, says story time, but then Jay White interrupts and says, well, I'm not facing you, Adam Cole. I'm not facing you, Hangman Page. And we never really got who he was going to announce as his opponent. And there was this great moment when they both jumped Page and Jay White standing over him and Adam Cole picks up the IWGP heavyweight title. And you're like, is he gonna hit Jay? And the, the whole crowd went, oh, it wasn't as good as the the, the famous revolution no. buckshot tease, and but it was really effective. Jay like turns around just as Adam Cole's about to do <laughs> something. And then he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I was going to hit Adam Cole. Well, you, <laughs> should, you need to pick Adam. You need to pick Paige up and then I'll, I'll hit him with the belt. But at that point, that's when the iconic money drop sound happened. The arena exploded and out came a carder ready to paint a house on a bank holiday weekend. He looked awesome. Because it's a carder, and a carder just looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was ready for a bank holiday weekend, ready to just, you know, read the Sunday papers with a cup of tea in bed. Mm -hmm. Same way that Brian Danielson did his promo in his sweats. So he came down, he made the save, uh, and a really cool moment when a carder and hangman just kind of, they beaten up their respective heels, and they turned around and they faced each other Ooh, electric. And then later on, the match was announced, just in a little graphic. It's a, it's a four-way at the pay-per-view. White versus Cole versus Hangman versus Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. Yeah, which is a match that most people figured it was going to be. Once they'd set up that it was 
like, you know, Paige challenged Akada and then Cole stood up and said, no, I want the match. It might also be Jay White. Some people had put into place that it might be a four-way match. Mm. Uh, I think it's a, a absolutely sterling match on paper. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I, on, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. Yeah, obviously, it's, I don't think any of the matches in ring are going to disappoint. They're going to be amazing. Um, I the, But there's two things that sort of are a bit off for me here. Number one is, what, what was Jay White doing then? What is this story here? Why would Jay White then go backstage and go, well, actually, I'm going to really stack the odds against me and face well, all three Jay, guys. Jay didn't ask for the match. Tony made the match. Yeah. So they announced later on in the show, Tony Khan has now made it the match and it's going to be a fatal four-way. So I, I don't know what Jay White's plan was, but his plan was not to book a fatal four-way match. His 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 goal mm. was just to not get not it have to... a match at all. Well, he said, "I want a match on the card," but it's just it wasn't going to be against either of those two. Yeah, it just it's the one. It's the last four weeks to build to this match has been a series of moments. I couldn't tell you what the story was, and I know it's difficult to build a story when you you're juggling two promotions worth of politics and characters. Pay per view in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, for New Japan, so they didn't know where the belt was going to be on White or Okada. They couldn't announce that. But yeah, I mean, I don't think this build has been good. The moment of Okada finally showing up was was awesome, but it was always going to be awesome. Of course it was, yeah. Um, so, but I, I don't think this has been a good build. I, in fact, I think it's been quite a convoluted bad build. I wouldn't say it's a bad build. Mm. It's a lackluster build, mm. but I wouldn't say it's a bad build. Um, I when I think of like bad builds, I think of like awfully bad storytelling that just makes no sense. And this is really there's not there's nothing in there. So it can't make no sense. <laughs> like, if you don't do anything, yeah. then it broadly just makes sense. Mm. Enough sense, anyway. Uh, I think that this is a card that is that's, that hasn't had great build across it, but it's an end product that's just like, well, I can't wait for that anyway. Like, that's, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the uh, office. Rich was like, I haven't really done a lot like build for Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa. And I was like, no, but in some cases, sometimes you don't need to. Because if you've got two top names, you can just say it's Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. You're like, oh, cool. I'm excited to mm. see that. I think sometimes you can announce a match like that, then muddy it down with story. Where sometimes it's actually just the easy to say, here is top star A versus top star B. And now they're going to fight. Particularly in the first match of a series. Uh, and, that, and that feud's working out great. So you're totally right there. Do you not like that? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I really like the interaction between Rosa, uh, between Thunder Rosa and... It's very safe, standard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, again, like they're two top stars. You don't need to go... Mm. It's, you know, we, Bret Hart versus Vince. That's one of those things where we keep saying, like, you don't need to complicate this. And they did, and they overrated it, and made it not a good match in the process. But, like, it diminished it every single week, and then the paper match itself was dreadfully terrible. I just think sometimes if you've got a story that's easy enough is just like top star A, top star B, then you just need to do that. Well, that's my other thing here, because I, I think this title picture has been one of those, yeah, sort of convoluted, nothing, weird builds. Uh, and I look up and down this card, I'm like, where are my dream singles matches? Velocity versus Orange Cassidy. It's not a first choice dream singles match. No, though. but that's why I like it. Okay. Because it's well, not my first pick. But that would be totally fine if it was on a, a card of loads of other first choice dream matches. For me, Hangman Page, Akada, undeniable. That is a great match. 
that's that's a dream match with the title or without the title i would say white versus adam cole for the title that's another match that has i would say yeah sure i get that bullet club history first choice dream match and what they've done i think they've made the lesser of all those parts by combining them into one four-way so what you're saying Ollie, is what you wanted was more matches <laughs> on the cards and i wanted fewer matches no, no, no. That's what I mean, you said. You literally asked for one match to be split into two. So you yeah. would like more matches on this card that's already got a lot of matches on it. But I, in, in doing so, I would bump some off. But then you'd have the problem, well, why aren't these people on the pay-per-view? Why aren't these people in matches? Yeah, yeah, but I think ultimately there does have to be a pecking order of who goes on. And I would say, when I look at both promotions, Akada, Hangman Page, White and Cole are deserving of singles matches. I think the other counters is, because I don't overly disagree with you mm -hmm. either, by the way. I actually think you're more right than you than, than anyone else is in terms of like, this is not the dream match card that we all thought it was going to be. However, it's also not the only show this is ever going to be either. Tony announced that this is an annual event now. So it, all those dream matches that we like, you know, it's, oh man, Gus, we're not getting Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. I was like, yeah, but... There's other chances we're going to be like, this is not, this is it. This is the only chance we'll ever have to do this. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got more faith than I have there, I guess. You know, the, the wrestling world, as we've seen, moves at a ridiculous clip. And who knows, this time next year, the New Japan relationship has fallen through because of some weird Mexican AAA CMLL clash, which is already affecting this card quite drastically, I would say. Doing it all out. Um, there's also the thing that maybe New Japan and AEW just fall, up, fall out by themselves. Look at the impact thing that never really developed into the fullest of its potential. There's also the chance... The Ring I of Honor stuff hasn't fully, you know, I, I think, gone well, to 100% yet. Either. I think we need to give that time. Yet, that was only announced like three months ago. And there's another thing, which is, if this pay-per-view bombs, That's what I was which is up. a very real possibility, I'd say, because, I, you know, looking at the last, well, last week's worth of ratings were shocking, shockingly bad. They were um, like, they were like number eight in the country. Yeah, but Rampage was 25th. Well, you know, but Rampage is bad, but Rampage is always bad. Yeah, but this was astoundingly bad. Like what was the point one oh, was in a, the eighteen forty nine? Horrendously terrible rating. Yeah, so it's like two shows back to back there. I did, it, one well, show, well, one show had a great rating and the other one didn't. The other one didn't have a. Dynam a great Dynamite rating. was I, it was not number one in the country, but it also wasn't number twenty five in the country either. But they also lost like three hundred. What is it? Wasn't it seven hundred eighty thousand viewers? Yeah, but they might bring them back Wednesday? in the following week. It's like sometimes it's the overall picture. Well, it's that's like it. if there's that's less it. people watching TV overall mm -hmm. for that evening, if you're still in the top ten, it's like it's not you've had a bad week. Yeah, I would, and I agree with you. But then the Rampage follow-up, as bad as it was, on a night where people were watching wrestling, as you can see with the SmackDown figure. That's very worrying. That's worrying, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what this week's episode does. Like to, um, By that, I mean Wednesday's and Friday's Rampage. But yeah, I, I, I always thought, yeah, New Japan AEW pay-per-view, great. And will be, you know, a pretty decent buy rate. I, I don't know, we'll see. I see. Yeah. yeah, now there's a big question mark for me. I, d I don't have that question mark. Mm. I'm I'm so curious to see what it is. This is kind of the, the other conversation we were having in the office today. Is like, I think this is what the show lives and dies by. It's not the card. It's not the ratings going into it. It's literally the buy rate of this show. And They're all interlinked, though. 
Particularly the card. I think less so than you think. Mm. Well, actually, no, no, the card, you, you're right. Like, that's what the buy rate's going to show. However, the argument that you could possibly put forward to it is that the Invasion show had a terrible card. Mm. Like, legit, <clears throat> yeah. when you have WWF versus WCW and ECW, that is the worst card you could ever put together for that dream promotion mm. matchup thing, right? It did, like... It's what was the second most successful yeah. pay-per-view that WWF ever did behind one of the WrestleManias, and then there was like a few other WrestleManias have since overtaken it. I think there's every chance that even though this isn't the dream card that everyone would have wanted, there's still enough in there of AEW versus New Japan that people will still buy it. If it does the same number as a revolution or a double or nothing, that for me is a failure. Mm. It needs to do better than those. Oh, wow. Oh, I... I, I... I mean, I think it would be good if it does two thirds of a a normal AEW show. Oh no, I think like this is because this isn't just a regular show. This is a super show. You'd expect a super I'd see show it as a niche show. No, but it's still like an AEW show. So if your AEW audience that buys every pay per view, yeah, is going to be putting on another one, they're all going to buy it. Maybe I'm the, maybe I'm in the Atari mode here of just like let's make a copy of ET for the Atari yeah. twenty six hundred for every single person that owns no, one. No, that, that I would I would have expected this to do better than an AEW regular show. Oh. I, I don't think it's going to do all out last year numbers that had the CM Punk return match, but I think it's going to do better than Double or Nothing did. Okay, well I yeah I. I disagree massively, but I, we haven't spoken about this. We have not. You've, uh, I just thought it was my way of thinking was standard. <laughs> <laughs> so you quite shocked me there. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I just assumed this is a more niche product. New, New Japan with AEW stars. I, I think it would be a... I think you, you might be really disappointed. Well, if I, mean, I think I'm going to be disappointed on two thirds of the buy rate. Yeah, I know you keep saying it's a niche product, but AEW is already a niche product yeah new japan adds that in but it's a niche product that AEW mm. fans are already fans of that they're already they're a niche fat niche fan base they're already a fan yeah. of that other product well this is the like clash. That, that, that shows with the audience reaction to all of these guys coming mm. out like a minora suzuki came out the place explodes if they'd done that into a you know to a quote-unquote the casual audience they might not get that same reaction but like you just make, you just say people like Shingo Takagi or Hiromu Takahashi, the crowd pop for you saying those names because they know who mm. they are. So I think this this niche is already a fan of that other niche. It's I mean this comes down to what we clash on quite a bit, which is you think AE there's no more mainstream casual fans left for AEW. Not for AEW, no. Uh, whereas I think there there are, and that's potentially green pastures for them to explore but you're like no they're already gone just keep tunneling down into the niche I'm not saying keep tunneling down yeah i just think that aew has hit a ceiling of wrestling fans in north america that are interested in this style of wrestling and this product of wrestling and i just don't think there are any more of those niche fans mm. to go after can we have a poll what do, what's everyone's thoughts do you think um is is forbidden door gonna do better or worse than AW's normal standalone pay-per-views. Do you know what? I mean, like, there's every chance. I was just thinking about it then, because I was like, you know, this and the other. But it doesn't have Punk on the card. Yeah. It doesn't have Danielson on the card. It doesn't have a card. doesn't have a Omega on the card. Like, is that also No MJF. Hurt? He's is the that, second biggest draw. Is that going to hurt mm. the, the buy rate numbers? I, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've worked myself into a shoot here. I would have thought that AEW New Japan just announced that i mean you announced that you know literally announced that the name and the show sold out in 20 minutes yeah so 
like I just I just wonder if that's there's enough of a draw behind just those two names together that it's going to do great pay per view numbers anyway. I don't know. This is new to me. I just uh, I just assumed that was the way everyone was thinking. So I'm excited to see what people think. Mm. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your Omega chats in. Buzzkill says, Never watched New Japan in my life, but just from what I know from Tempest video, I popped hard for Okada and yelled, It's murder, Grandpa, at my screen when Suzuki came out. I know Ollie wasn't too happy with Dynamite, but damn was I entertained. Good for you, Buzzkill. Yeah, go and check out uh, Tempest. Oh, I nearly said a different <laughs> Go and check out Tempest's uh, sort of catch-up video on WrestleTalk for... A full low rundown. A better job than AEW have done. I've introduced everybody to these characters. They already know them. <laughs> Kevin, I thought Okada's debut was awesome, and I don't mind it being on the go-home show because it boosted my interest for the pay-per-view. However, I agree on the Jay White situation. In kayfabe, why would he sign the contract to face guys he didn't want to? Well, he may have just signed a contract that said title match mm -hmm. without the stipulation of what that title match is. You know, in, in the kayfabe world I'm talking about. Also, like, I... I wouldn't have debuted a Carter any earlier than this. I, the go-home show is the time to do this. Uh, Hannah Allen, lovely chaps. This show was everything I needed it to be. I understand it's not all of the dream matches at once. Still, we have so much to get excited for. This show will hump. 
Let's just give it a chance. Okada was a welcome surprise. This is happening. Particularly because, like you said, I don't think many people were kind of expecting... Like, I think people had resigned themselves to mm. Okada's not on the show. Like, you and Pete spoke on the podcast last week. He was like, his wife's expecting a kid, and I think that's why he's not on the show. Well, usually when AEW mentions something, you're like, okay, well, I believe them. Uh, so they goddamn worked me. <laughs> Uh, Punk. Well, there's a couple of others here first. Bacon Rasher said, Hi, lads. Cannot wait to see Akada on AEW Dynamite. My Fight TV UK app kept freezing and I didn't get past 18 seconds, so I've not watched (laughs) the show. From Ollie's review and comments here, should I bother? Is he just a WWE mark trying to take over the other Khan coin? P.S. Ravioli for life. Explain that last bit in a second. Um, I mean, I watched it on Fight this morning. Yeah, mine was fine. Mine was fine, yeah. So... Last night on Denise Salcedo's Quizlemania, the most mm. stupendous Hollywood Salcedo Quizlemania, she resurrected Adam Blamplate 2.0. Oh my God. And he had two new friends Sully Joe, which was a sloppy Joe burger, little like Sullivan Bo Brown, and Ravioli, Ravioli, which was a little pasta shell to look like you, and it said support Wrestle Talk on it. Well, that's nice. It was very sweet. Arts and crafts with Denise. Uh, and that was one of the rounds. Mark, I had to make a paper plate wrestler. Like that was the drawing rounds. So Did I had you to, have one. I had yeah. to go. I, had to, I spent six quid on this this Quizlemania. It's the most I've ever spent on a Quizlemania. <laughs> I had to go out and buy paper plates for it, and I had to go and get a uh, some bog roll because I had to make a lucha mask out of bog roll for one of the rounds. Fun tasks, though. It's harder than you think making mm. a lucha mask out of bog roll, mate. Uh, finally, for now, Mark, every heel ever. The hero isn't even here tonight. Ha ha. Good guy's music hits. Adam Cole. Akada won't even be at Forbidden Door. In a big promo, and the entire internet bought it for some reason. No official announcement. Why mention him otherwise? Yeah, well, you, it was just a weird set of things. That it's been it. a weird you, build. You just got worked. I got worked. That's fine. But, you know, I'm enjoying being worked by the MJF stuff. This wasn't a work where I'm like, oh, that was worth it. I, well, I don't know, that pop. And my, and my reaction to it as well, because I'd almost resigned to myself yeah, yeah, that he wasn't on the so. show. I was like, oh, yes, he is here. And I was genuinely thrilled to know. I had that moment for Zach coming out. Mm. And I knew Zach was going to be on the card because <laughs> Brian Danielson told me he was on the card. And Zach came out. And I literally wrote my notes in all caps. Oh, my God, Zach's here. Yeah. Zach didn't even cut a promo, and I was like, oh man, this is already one of the best Dynamites of the year. Because <laughs> I can hear Zach shouting and calling him darling. This is already one of the best shows. Uh, well, before we get in with the rest of the show, please do keep getting your Omega chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And quickly, a word from our wonderful sponsor, Surfshark. Surfshark VPN. Get yourself the best WrestleTalk's VPN of choice. Surfshark.deals forward slash WT Podcast. Use the promo code WT Podcast for 83% off and three months extra. Delightful stuff. I was in another country on Tuesday when my DC Comics come out. <gasps> I can't access the DC Comics app. But what on earth are you going to do? Surfsharked the hell out of DC. And I got to read what came out this week. Probably a Batman. Yeah. There's usually a Batman that comes out. There's probably four Batmans that came out. I got to read that from Porto. Look, I mean, Paramount Paramount Plus has just launched here in the UK. Mm. You know, so that's that's an exciting thing. But only they've already got it wrong. Because in the UK, they didn't launch the Beavis and Butthead movie with it. (laughs) That's only in America. 
So guess who's going to be using Surfshark VPN so I can watch the actual, the only... Because why bother releasing Paramount Plus? Yeah. If you're not giving us Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, why do you even bother doing it? So thank you, Surfshark. <laughs> yeah. Please do click the link to check them out. Right, so this episode opened with Brian Danielson coming down to the ring. Tony Schiavone's already there. And he says to Tony, I'm not going to give this microphone back. <laughs> Which is, do you have, I, I appreciated Brian saying that to him, because otherwise Tony just stands around like, I'm a mic stand. Mm -hmm. Although for Christian, he probably had an interview later. Best segment of the week. Incredible, that Christian bit. Uh, Danielson started to cut a really good promo on Forbidden Door, talking about how it's the best wrestling. What a time to be a wrestling fan. And Ollie was like 75%. <laughs> Not by this point. <laughs> I was in here. And then he... But I was a bit... I always get nervous oh, with Danielson. Didn't I just when I was writing my notes for here? Because he's like, there's good news and there's bad news. And I'm like, okay, the fact that he said there's good news is I don't think this is a retirement mm. speech. But also... I've, I've done this dance with yeah, Danielson yeah. before. Uh, so thankfully, he cleared that up pretty quick. He said he's not medically cleared. He didn't say specifically why, but he won't be at the pay-per-view and he won't be at Wednesday's Blood and Guts. Um, but he's great everywhere else. He can read at 500 words a minute and he just reeled off all this stuff. Very funny. Uh, and then he said, I at the pay-per-view and Blood and Guts, the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club is going to replace me. The only person I trust to technically replace me. Um, and yeah, but he said, I'm not going to tell you who it is because it's a surprise. I came out the heel tunnel, ha ha ha. And everyone booed him. Yeah. Which is what you want from a heel. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, I agree with Danielson. It's like, yeah, you are a heel. I should, you shouldn't tell me. Good, but it didn't work, did it? <laughs> this didn't work. No, this, this is a as an announcement, did not work, mm. which yeah. is a shame because like, there's so much intrigue now, and I wonder if this will help the buy rate of who the mystery opponent is going to be, because um, it is going to be against Zack Saber Jr. This was, they said, supposed to be Zack versus Brian. The only two winners of the Brian Danielson Technical Wrestler of the Award and Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletters for, I think, the last 10 years. Yeah. The only two people to ever win it. And we're not going to get that dream match, which is sad, but we apparently got a replacement that is going to be just as good. So the question then becomes, who is it? Who, who, who could it possibly be? Johnny Wrestling. You think Gargano? No, Morrison. <laughs> ah! Oh, if it's Johnny Elise again. I, th I want him to be every sort of mystery debut for AEW now. So this, with a different name. So this was an interesting conversation we had in the office earlier because Andy asked me, who do you think it is? And I said, I think it's either Cesaro or it's Gresham. Hmm. I, I hadn't thought of Gresham. I think like if someone says to me like the best technical wrestler on the planet, my first thought was like, Gresham. Gresham, yeah, you're right. But then it was like, if it's someone that Brian knows really well, I'm like, that kind of leans towards mm. Cesaro. Like, he went to bat for Cesaro a lot backstage in WWE, so it kind of leads me towards that. So it's either that or Gresham. And Andy said, if it's Gresham, it'll be such a disappointment. And he's like, and I think the crowd will also consider that to be a massive disappointment. Which is a shame, because Gresham's awesome. Gresham is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And I think it would be really, really sucky if it is Gresham 
And people are like, well, you're not Cesaro, so boo. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, I can't blame them. Uh, I don't... I don't I, sorry, go, you go. Well, no, just because it's... Brian, you know, you, you want this Brian Danielson-Zack Sabre Jr. match. Uh, the, what could replace that from a sort of marquee name value? And I, The only one I can see is Cesaro. I think it's he's probably definitely doing it. I think Tony probably rang him up and was like, we need a replacement, please. And so I was like, okay, I'll come in. Because this does seem to be quite a last minute decision to not have Danielson. They were probably waiting to see if he would be okay, whatever the so, condition yeah. is. Um, but if it's Gresham, you know, I love Jonathan Gresham, uh, but he's not someone who's been set up on, on TV at all, really. Well, not the Cesaro. <clears throat> yeah, but Cesaro's got the name value from WWE. I think those are two clearly different. That's fair. Uh, Pops, uh, it won't, uh, you know, I probably, if you ask me, I'd prefer to see Gresham versus Zach, but... I don't think it would be the better match. Yeah, but, I, you know, I think when you build something up like this, Brian Danielson's replacement, it should probably be Cesaro. I do I do think it would backfire. So, so do you think it has to be Cesaro or, like, a Gargano? I think, yeah, I, there's two schools of thought, isn't there? Either you announce who it is now to avoid this five days of building speculation, which is your own fault. If you, you know, if you if you leave it open and you start teasing something, that is on you. Mm -hmm. You set certain expectations. If you just brought out Gresham and introduced him as a new member of the Blackpool Combat Club, I'd be like, awesome. Okay, I, that's now my most anticipated match on the card. If you leave it this time. I think it has to be Cesaro. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, and I, I don't overly disagree. I think it, it just it feels like so sucky for Gresham at, at that point, really, doesn't it? Yeah, but really, you've got to be objective about these things. Hmm. Gresham is great, but he has no real name value. No, but I think he has a name value to the people who are going to be in that building. Yeah, <laughs> and we come back to the thing, uh, who's going to know stuff. The other thing is, I it was disappointing not to have Regal and Mox out there. I get not Mox, but at least have Regal there. If it's a, you're essentially adding someone to the Blackpool Combat Club, and we've traditionally seen when that happens, you've got to go through a lot of punishment. So this is a point I I didn't notice that this was a Blackpool Combat Club, like a new member of the group. I just thought this was this is my replacement for Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, hmm. and that's it. I'm pretty sure he said the new member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Can we get, uh, we'll get some clarification in the comments because it might be something that I missed. It might be something I misheard. <laughs> so is this new person <clears throat> the new member of the Blackpool Combat Club mm -hmm. or is it literally just a replacement? Excalibur announced it later. Yes, it was. Yeah, no, you announced oh, it. Okay. okay. So yeah, I think it then, on that sense, yes, weird that Regal wasn't there. And also, you know, just to keep crapping on it, Zack Sa <laughs> Sabre Jr. comes out, and I'm like, okay, well, Wicked, this is a good save because the crowd are booing Danielson right now. Uh, help us. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. comes out. I'm like, come on, let's hear a few, word from, a few words from Zack. At least have them have a stare off, get close to each other, and then build that future match. But no, they just cut to commercial, mm. and we didn't even get to hear a proper microphoned-up word from Zach, no, which I can, thought was a missed opportunity. You can just hear him shout darling over mm. and over again. But also not the best idea to give him a live mic. <laughs> Sometimes there are wiser moves <laughs> in play. 
Moxley cut an excellent promo on Blood and Guts and Tanahashi this Sunday. He's so good. Uh, United Empire had a really good six-man with Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice. United Empire were Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Like, Orange Cassidy did loads of stuff. His shoulders taped up, but Hurricane Rana's... Other things. DDTs. DDTs. Orange Punch to get the win. Did you hear JR's line on the DDTs? Yeah. A lot of DDTs tonight. Um. <laughs> what, one of them's going to put someone away? Yeah, Let I, it go, JR. God, JR was so salty on this show. He had not had his cup of coffee because he was in a bad mood. Because mm. there was a moment earlier, like right at the start of the match, when Cassidy tagged um, uh, Rocky Romero. Then Rocky Romero tagged Trent so they could do three-man moves. And I don't think JR spotted the tags. So he was like, why are they in the ring? Why are they all getting in the ring now? Are they just making up their own rules, are they? This makes no sense anymore. Uh, Will and Cassidy's stuff was excellent. I, I, yeah. I cannot wait now for their match. I thought this was so brilliantly done <laughs> because this, they kept them apart yeah. for the whole match. Always like... Nearly getting involved, nearly getting involved, not doing it, not doing it. I thought they might just do the whole match without touching at all. And then they had the stare off and they did a handful of spots. They did literally just enough mm. to make you go like, man, I cannot wait to see their singles match without doing too much to be like, I know I've seen it all. He didn't even do the kicks. Yeah. Which is like, that's the big spot. If you're going to do Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. Uh, did you see Will's tweet about this? Will was tweeting like he was like, he was annoyed. He's like, there are kids who cosplay as you. That's annoying. It's <laughs> um, like, this is not the dream match that I wanted on this show. You should be grateful you've got yeah, a match yeah. with me. Well, it's, it, look, it's not what I would have booked either, but it's happening, and I think it might be the show stealer. I, when it was announced, I, I thought mm. this will be the show stealing match because I think it's going to be... And that's what I love about it. Because you're right, this is not the match I would have booked Will Ospreay in. There's probably... 10 matches that I would have put Will Ospreay in before I'd have got to Orange Cassidy. But that's actually why I like it more, because it's not the match I was expecting. Yep, I agree. I would like it. I think it would be 100% successful if we did have the other matches that we did want to see on the card. Mm -hmm. uh, Cassidy won with the orange punch on Fletcher. Right, cool. I, well, I know. Well, you know, Mark Davis has got a real sweet moustache at the moment. <clears throat> oh, so. yeah, hasn't he? Hasn't he just? God, I, Aussie Open. He's so great at selling Cassidy's moves as well. Mark Davis just flipped, like Trent was on the floor, and Mark Davis just like flipped him up into a pile driver. So awesome. <laughs> They're great. Uh, afterwards, United Empire had a standoff with the best friends, and FTR ran down for a huge pop. Huge pop for uh, for FTR. So, I've, I've, I've got to think they're winning. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt uh, said Lethal should... Sorry, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal said... Samoa Joe should relinquish his ROH TV title, um, which makes me think Joe's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, to build that. Then we got the best thing on the show. I disagree. Really? Oh, no, I, I don't get me wrong, because I thought this was great. There's just, I think there's a point here where we lost it, and then he pulled it back. Okay. Um, I'll recap what happened. Christian comes out. He's wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> so you know he's a heel. And he just got loads of cheap heat on Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Saying stuff like, you know, you're dumb. You're you, not intelligent people. You're, you stink. And Tony Schiavone was having a genuine interview with him, which was nice to see. Tony got to ask him questions, do that great stuff Schiavone does where he's kind of the moral facials of AEW. 
And Christian explained that he's just getting revenge for Jungle Boy eliminating him from the Casino Battle Royal last year. Tony's like, come on. You can't be that petty, can you, about that? And Christian's like, yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but Christian, like, smartly brought it all back to money, where he was like, I'm, I'm not here to help younger guys. I'm here for an easy payday. <laughs> and I saw this, you know, this guy threw me out. I thought, okay, well, I can latch myself to him. I don't have to wrestle. I'll earn loads of money. And then he's stupid. He lost the tag team titles. And now I have to work again. I th I'm surprised how much into this motivation I was. I think it's really, really great. I think it was good anyway, but then seeing him interact with Luchasaurus and go the complete cowardly opposite. That's the money part of that, this. Yeah. It, this this felt like, you know, whiny, whiny heel Christian back in 2011. Yeah. I mean, whiny heel Christian in 2001. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it almost like best Christian yeah. is when he is this sort of whiny, creepy little bitch heel. <laughs> creepy little bastard, rather. And he... um, I, I think the only segment, part of this segment I didn't like, because he... Talk about social media and what a cesspool mm. is. And Tony then tried to move into the next portion of the interview, which is, let's show the video of what happened on last week after the cameras rolled, and then you can do the second half of your promo. And Chris was like, no, 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 I'm not done yet. And then sort of rambled. And it's yeah, almost like yeah. he didn't, because Tony had sort of accidentally interrupted him, he sort of forgot where his end goal was. So he just took him a little while to get to that point. And mm. I think once they showed the video, and then he was like, "Oh, your dad's dead." So <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool. We brought this. We brought this promo background yeah. now." Yeah. So Christian continued to take a shot at uh, anyone who thinks they're not paid as much as him. And of course, the MJF reports were from I think PW Torch were saying that people like Christian are getting paid more than MJF. That's what MJF is disgruntled about. So that was. A nice way to very subtly address MJF with MJF still not being across any of these shows, as he shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. I think we're all in agreement. Um, and then, yeah, they played the clip of Christian telling Jungle Boy's mum she raised a piece of S-word after last week's show. Great! This is this is a great use of stuff that didn't make it to air. That That's perfect, AEW. Well mm -hmm. done. Uh, they don't do that enough. And Christian then said... Uh, that was her chance to apologise to him for giving birth to Jungle Boy. Yeah. And then said, she seemed a little sad when I was walking off because I guess I was her knight in shining armour. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think she had a little thing for Christian Cage. Because Jungle Boy needs a new dad now. And Jungle Boy did always look to me toward, as a fatherly figure because he has to. Your dad's dead. And if he was alive, he'd be so disappointed in <laughs> These were hard lines. And you know what? I d personally, I don't have a problem with them. Some people I've seen do. But this was all, they're all adults. This was agreed backstage. There's no way Christian is saying this without Jungle Boy's very explicit approval. Same way with uh, MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. I just wouldn't have done it here because that's a money line before the big match. But you've you've done it on the very first thing. When I thought this promo probably had enough in it already mm -hmm. with the whole mum stuff to to keep that going. I think you sort of because uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like the whole your dad's dead. Like I where think do you, you go from there? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luchasaurus is where you go from there. I think you could have just done a fatherly figure type thing because mm -hmm. the brilliance of this is like he was like I never saw you as a son. Like 
and you should have never seen me as a father. Luchasaurus storms down to the ring, and Christian very quickly cacks his pants. And he's carrying the corner, he's like, you got Luchasaurus, like, like you know, uh, hold on, like, uh, we need to talk, we need to talk in private. Like, he did it all like what he's being strangled. So, like, Luchasaurus grabs him by the throat, he's like, you're hurting me, <laughs> you're hurting me, but we need to have a conversation, not in front of these morons, we're having a conversation. And then says, I always saw you as a son. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, he also said, remember what happened to Marco? I'm like, whoa, 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 in kayfabe, what did happen to Marco? This hasn't been addressed, has it? It has not. So I think there is like, that was a real like, what What does that mean? Like, because Marco was just dropped from Jurassic mm. Express. And then dropped from the company. And then dropped from the company. I wonder if Christian was like, you know, maybe now the Jungle Boy's going single, like, does that mean you're going to get dropped as well? That's what I saw as the insinuation, yeah. And he whispers a load of stuff into his ear, some sweet, sweet nothings. I lost in translation. <laughs> and they left together. And this was just an incredible segment. Uh, Trevor Dame, who's a must-follow on Twitter, uh, had a great comment about this, which is like, it's the beauty of pro wrestling, where you can cut a promo on someone's dead dad, and then when your next words is, Luchasaurus, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is really good. This is this has suddenly become the most interesting thing in AEW for me. Like Christian's character, what it means with Jungle Boy, what's going on with Luchasaurus and that relationship there. I'm so into all of this. So so massive success. Huge success. I thought this was tremendous, mm. tremendous stuff. Someone in the comments here thinks that Christian killed Marco, and that's why we haven't seen oh, wow. him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't make me kill you as well, Luchasaurus, from that really threatening position. <laughs> Uh, after that, we got the Young Bucks saying backstage they are back in Bullet Club for one night. That is the uh, pay-per-view tag team with uh, Hikaleo and El Phantasmo. ELP. Bloody, I love ELP. Well, but no, let's have some words for their opponents. The Dudes with Attitudes, Darby Allen Sting. Uh, is it Takahashi and, and Shingo Takagi? Shingo Takagi. Yeah, Takagi. so LIA. Someone said that they should be called... Los, Los Stingonablas. Oh, De Hapon. Yeah. It is better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They just chucked in a couple of New Japan names there at the very last moment. I feel like this should have been... This was a bad build, again. Yeah. It, well, it's a it's a nothing build. It's a nothing so, build. Which I would argue... A bad build. It's not a bad build. <laughs> it can't be bad if nothing happens. <laughs> it's a nothing build. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Penta versus Malachi Black was next. Really good match. I love both of them, but ultimately predictable. Penta can't be on the show. Uh, I, I guess not everybody knows that, but I did, so I never really fully got into it. And Malachi Black won with the uh, Black Mass from out of nowhere. And yeah, he will he will face Pac, Ishii, and Miro, which is mouth-watering. Sounds real good. Uh, I, I said this in the Raw review that I did on Tuesday when Carmella won the Fatal Five-Way to go off against uh, Bianca Belair. I've got zero problem with predictability in wrestling. If I go into a match knowing that... What, like, same with <laughs> Hangman Page, Silas Young. I know that Hangman Page went out. Don't see it's a problem. As long as I get a good match out of it, mm. like that that doesn't bother me. Same way like predictability in movies doesn't bother me. I guess, yeah, I agree. Um, but in this instance, I'm, it's it's reminding me of a situation that is annoying and I think is negatively affecting the rest of the card, which is, which is this AAA. And it's a bizarre thing, because as far as I can tell, from what some people have told me as well, that FTR 
aren't included in this, even though they're the AAA champion, the AAA tag team champions, because they're AEW contracted wrestlers. And you know, I look at this like, well, so's Penta mm. and so's Andrade, but they don't, they're not allowed to do this. Well, they're Mexican. <laughs> it's sort of the way that it feels. It's, like. Yeah, it feels that way. It sort yeah. of feels that way. It's the weirdest thing. Because mm. like someone like explained it to me and said like, this is what this is. And I'm like, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, good match, though. Great match. And Miro cut a promo on God at the end of this. <laughs> well, what he's, this was such a great yeah, line. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because he's talking about, like, you know, I'm going to take the bastards. I'm going to take Malako Black and take Ishii. And this is the quote. When I send you to your maker, tell that coward I want to talk. <laughs> I wouldn't be against the cinematic match, Miro versus God. <laughs> If we're going to do one more, let's have it that. In only his second match in his wrestling yeah. career. <laughs> uh, so after that, we got Wardlow in a pre-tape promo calling out Scorpio Sky and his TNT Championship. He wants a fight when Sky's healed. Uh, and then he said, Wardlow's world again. Extreme close-up. I thought he'd stop that. Did, did he not do it last week? I don't think he did it last week. Oh, I, was I didn't see last week's show. Uh, Silas Young versus Hangman Page, we've already talked about. Stokely Hathaway and Jade Cargill and uh, Kira Hogan, I think, were, were saying they need a new baddie. Auditions are open because Red Velvet is injured. Another injury. Go to break, come back. Chris Statlander and Athena are showing the most charisma. They... In, in years in the women's division, it, it feels genu like. Genuinely brilliant. Chris was so good, just sort of mocking, oh, how great it would be to be a baddie. I get to smell Jack. Really, really funny stuff. Yeah, her and Athena played off together really, yeah. really well. And they announced, I mean, they were showing a lot of char uh, charisma there. So what better person to add to this trio than Willow Nightingale? Yeah. <laughs> what walking charisma, Willow Nightingale. And they're going to take on the baddies once they have a replacement for Red Velvets. Really good. Uh, Marina Shafir then took on Tony Storm. Nyla Rose is now in Marina Shafir's corner. Uh, this got all right near the end. Rose sent on Storm behind the referees back early on. But Storm won with like a really nice pin where she rolled up Shafir, but just like put all her weight on Shafir's legs, so she couldn't get her shoulders up. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago when Shafir had her match with Thunder Rosa. I love the presentation mm. of Marina Shafir. I wish people cared. Yes. Because <clears throat> the audience, they don't care about Marina Shafir, which is a shame, because I think it's like the, the music is cool, yeah. and she comes down yeah. with a little hoodie, and that's really rad. I think her sort of style of wrestling is really interesting. Just people don't give a toss. Uh, and so I think that means it struggles for people to get into the match as well. They, you know, I think they, they were trying because Tony's really great and people really like Tony. I thought it was a good match. Really nice visual with like the pin and everything. And I really love the visual they've done a couple of times now of Tony handing the belt back to Thunder Rosa. Mm -hmm. I mean, like That's the stuff that the crowd were really into. Yes, that's building their non-New Japan AEW match on the pay-per-view. They really should have done a Ring of Honor Um talent or someone not in AEW yeah. that show I or guess. just got stardom involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darby and Sting then announced uh, Shingo and Hiromu as their partners. Dudes of attitude. Dudes with attitude rather. So yeah. this is a 90s Well, the, two, the, the two dudes with attitude were Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Mm. And finally we got the main event of Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. That's take the pin. Versus <laughs> John Moxley and 
Horseshoe Tanahashi himself. Horseshoe. Making his AEW in-ring debut. Really cool. Um, felt a bit house showy to me, this match. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, uh, for the go-home show. Yeah, this, this match did exactly what it needed to do. A go-home show match. Yeah. A go-house show match. A go-house show match. <laughs> for the go-big show show. Uh, Jericho uh, Jericho was really good working with both guys. Uh, you know, it was perfectly fine uh, stuff. Moxley has such a presence now. that With Punk stepping back out of the company during injury, he feels again like this huge force. Yeah. So he's he's dealing with this really well. He's stepped up in a hell of a way. My... Uh... Criticism I would I would level against this is that in this match they decided to add on an element to this interim championship match that was not needed and has really come out of nowhere. And I kind of think that Regal's at fault here. Like Regal mm. all of a sudden was just like Moxley isn't just fighting for the AEW interim championship. He's fighting for AEW. Our title could be stolen and taken away to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like it's putting them over as this invading force, which they haven't been. Hmm. Some AEW stars are teaming with New Japan guys on the show. This is just super show, but Regal was like, he's got to protect AEW, he's got to win this for <laughs> AEW and to bring the title home, because otherwise it's going to be taken to another company. Can you imagine what a world will be like if our world title is taken by an invading force? And I'm like, what's, I, that's not been the story here at all until this match. Hmm. So I, I don't know whether... It, it was always that plan or whether that was just Regal was like, here's a fun idea I'm going to add on commentary and just ran with it. I know what you, you're saying. It has come out of nowhere, but I don't mind that at all. Uh, you can kind of explain it away as Moxley, Regal, Blackpool Combat Club thinking. But then Excalibur was a... joining in as oh, well. Okay. Ah, I d didn't, didn't grind my gears. Mm. They I mean, were too I... ready. They were ground down by everything else. <laughs> you also hated this show. So <laughs> like, you're like, well, you know what? It's another bad booking. Mox won the match, really. Paradigm shift on Lance Archer, but tagged in Tanahashi to get the high fly flow win. Mm -hmm. And then, hilariously, we got the big brawl around the ring. Nothing wrong with that. Four minutes, I think, it clocked in at of brawling. There's a lot of brawling. While this is the bit that sort of put me off. Tanahashi and Moxley stood, noses touching, in the ring for all four of those minutes. Yeah. You know how we were making fun of that Amos-Bobby Lashley thing when Bobby Lashley fell out the cage and Amos was just standing mm -hmm. there being like, huh? And Bobby Lashley was laying there being like, what? And they did that for it. That's what this was. And I can only imagine what they were saying in ring. Because, you know, once you've said, this Sunday, yeah. I'm going to be the champion. <laughs> You're not going to be the champion when I beat you. Like, you can't do that for four ace. minutes. <laughs> I'm the ace. Yeah, well, well, I'm the ace of AEW. Ace. <laughs> like, there's only so much you can say mm. for four minutes. Yeah. And every now and again, Moxie would just be like, I'll just quickly look around the ring, see the camera's still on. Yeah, no, they're still on, so it's me and you. On Sunday, mm -hmm. I'm going to win that title on Sunday. And Tanahashi would go, well, ace, I'm the ace. Yeah. And I'm going to win the AEW. Like, it was pretty pretty funny and actually the brawl run <laughs> Minoru Suzuki gave the Gotch Star pile driver to someone on a chair outside the ring yeah. at least he was trying to all the while like Jerry like, all the while Moxley and actually were like yeah but on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah Eddie Kingston had run down there was popcorn flying got nothing wrong with the brawl but I, I it looked it, it went on so long it, yeah. it was comically bad um, but that that but I would say that is bad 
That isn't nothing. That That's is yes. comically bad. That is bad. And we would really make fun of WWE if they did it. And they have done it. We have criticised them for it. So, Which is why we were making fun of it there. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, that was the show. I gave it 75%. This was a go-home show. I am not excited for the card. I'm excited for the wrestling. I think this whole thing has been a sort of roadblock of the more intriguing AEW-specific stories. This wasn't like, you know, there's been worse shows for me this year, where stuff where I actively didn't like a lot of booking decisions. One of them was two weeks ago. The other one was the one that ended with the Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor women's match. Uh, so this wasn't like as bad, like as bad as those, but the position of trying to make me interested in the pay-per-view, I think failed. And I can't wait for this section of AEW's history to be over 75%. Still, three, 3.5 out of 5. It was a 4 out of 5 show for me. <clears throat> I loved it. Mm. I had a great time watching this episode. I, I honestly had a blast watching this episode. From this Danielson stuff at the start, the in-ring action, the six-man was awesome. I loved Paige versus Young. Absolutely adored that match. Penta versus um, Malachi Black was really, really great. Had a blast during the main events as well. Like, I just had a really good time watching the show. The Akada debut mm. was so freaking cool. Like, it is... Is it the greatest go-home show of all time? No. But I had a really, really fun two hours, and I was never bored at any point. Plus the Christian thing. Mm -hmm. So I think this is... I thought this was an awesome episode of Dynamite. Well, yeah, well... I'm happy for you. But I also would say, I think I'm perhaps easily pleased. <laughs> Before we get on with your remaining thoughts, let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon, NJ Hornsburg. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate dropped surname. The Batsman. Nathan Baddy. Peter Fiber Brontus. Probably better than Kyle. Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold. The man recognised by Swap Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Ah, legend. Daylight robbery. Rob James. Rob Steiner Recliner. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. King R.K. Jones. Ross. Pooper Scooper Cooper. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 23rd of June, can you believe it's July next week? Oh. 2022. Rue the day. Ruari O'Brien Kelly. Thank you ever so much, everybody. Please go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get loads of exclusive content and your own shout-outs over there. There is so much content over there at the moment. Of course, there was all five of the CBW mm -hmm. podcasts. You and I did one of those. Um, Pete and I, I... Well, I think it was as well. It was the Couples Therapy mm -hmm. episode. Pete and I did a backstage podcast review of the MyGM series, The Monday Night War. We go into the depths of how the show was made and some funny behind-the-scenes story, like how Pete lost our original save data. <laughs> and he bought me lunch as an apology. Um, and he felt really bad about it, but he didn't actually mean to. Um, so that's over there on patreon.com forward slash talk. And these two guys, recording next week, mm -hmm. will be reviewing TNA Slammiversary 2005. Which I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's the one where Raven wins the title. It must be Luke's favourite show. And you would be right. <laughs> but also, Alex Shelley versus Shocker. How can you hate that? Nice. 
that. So, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. <laughs> Amanda Chats. Let's do these. Will Campbell. When Akada came out, I actually shouted, Holy S-word at my TV! The coin drop was so unexpected and so great. While it was exciting, there's been very little in the way of explaining why this is all important. Same with Silas Young. There was no explanation. I sometimes think... I mean, actually, no, Silas Young I would, I would disagree on. Commentary went out of their way to explain the history between these two. Adam Cole was going out of his way to explain the history between these two. And... I thought that was a, they did a good enough job. Like if I hadn't seen their some of their Ring of Honor stuff, I was all caught up to speed by the time the match was uh, as match had started. Uh, also, uh, Mod Mother, if we can, um, I know the, that poll is finished. Can we get a rating for the show poll, please? Mm. For between four and one. Or oh, what was the poll result? We will get to that in a okay. bit, I believe. Legit underboss is the Akada coin dropping the new Stone Cold glass break. Also, I know it's not going to happen, but I want the replacement to be William Regal. Could you imagine? That would be also Zack Saber Junior versus William Regal. I mean, it sounds like the guy is dying every other <laughs> month, so probably not. But that would be awesome. I mean, you're right; it would be awesome. But then he's got to be in blood and guts, and I'm more worried about that. <laughs> I mean, because Zack, Zack is fine. Yeah. Like, Zach will just cradle him in lots of lovely submission holds. Mm. And Rick will be like, oh, no, this hurts. But Zach's like, you okay, mate? You okay, darling? Yeah, you're absolutely fine. Blood and guts, in the other hand, are completely different. Eddie Kingston's in that match. Thomas Kieran Staples. I know everyone is talking about Cesaro being the new member of uh, Blackpool Combat Club, but I think Timothy Thatcher would be a better fit as a technical wrestler who is ruthless like Mox, Utah, and Brian. Thoughts? Yeah, he would be. I, I don't think he's got the name value, unfortunately. Plus, he's just debuted for Noah, hasn't he? Mm. So there'll be a conflict there, I think. Charles Berg. So I think Brian Danielson's replacement will be Daniel Bryan. We haven't seen him in a while, and I've always thought they have a very similar style. Ha ha, jokes aside. It can only be one person, Claudio. Luke never read my milestone chat. I'm obviously crushed. Luke never read my milestone chat? I don't know what that, that is. Was. Frank Botello, I leave to Chicago this Friday. Can't wait to see both four-way matches and to politely cheer for the Brian replacement. <laughs> Garrett Rogers, hey guys, I'm sure one of you has thought this by now, but could Brian's replacement be Regal? Yeah, we definitely thought of that first. First, got it, got there first. Uh, Flint on Oakstone. I, I originally was certain that Gargano would be Danielson's replacement, but now that you mention it, a pissed-off, violent Claudio sounds awesome. Give me that, please. Uh, on the subject of Christian, Alamac says, Man, I forgot how good of a heel Christian mm. was. His new t-shirt design is genius, too. Also, guys, if the show is running long, my suggestion is to read the remaining uh, Super Chats, like Excalibur <laughs> announces matches on the main cards for future shows. Or you still like Denise Alcedo reads, reads Ultra Chats. Yeah. We, we don't have fast enough voices. Neither does Excalibur. <laughs> Tripping over every other word they did. And they, you don't... They, you know, like, credit to him. He's an awful lot of gumph that he needs mm. to read. And he does it all on his own as well. Like, I think those other two lads could really help out here. Maybe not JR, but at least get Tony involved. What I really appreciated afterwards, though, is that Tony and Jay were like, are you all right, mate? Because like, that was an awful lot. And they just had a laugh and giggle about it. And it was this really lovely human moment. Uh, Southern Blue said, what an episode. Best trios match ever. Can we please get a Cassidy World title reign and a Trent Tag title reign? Olaf's debut, a Tanahashi match. Danielson promo, all amazing. Just too bad that Christian promo was maybe the worst <coughs> promo oh, I've wow. ever seen. 
Uh, well, I, I don't think it's anywhere close to the best trios match ever, but I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. And I guess you mean Okada's debut. I would say it was not well. Olaf's. Hey. <laughs> I mean, maybe I missed something. I missed the Blackpool Combat Club announcement, so maybe I yeah. did miss Olaf. Well, no, I think it's it's uh, autocorrect. Uh, Hawk the Outcast 823. I'm very surprised TK is the one making a match for the IWGP title as the super show between two companies. Do you think New Japan would have a say? Love you guys. Go, Joe, go. Joe! Kyle Jeffries, with Dynamite coming on Wednesday, Paige goes on to explain he gave Cole the win because having the belt on AEW is the best for AEW. Then he feuds with Tanahashi after Omega comes back to the elite glue between Paige and Cole. So Paige would help Adam Cole win the IWGP belt? I guess so. Um, oh, I, I mean, it's certainly a way to go. I can't see how that would work in my head. Uh, if you want to make crazy predictions like me uh, and the rest of the WrestleTalk multiverse, join Patreon, which I am not a part of, for fantasy booking warfare games. <laughs> Uh, and that leads to the Paige Tanahashi punk feud with Paige thinking he is protecting AEW for going for the belt again, protecting it from the WWE guys in New Japan and using elevating AEW as his motivation, no matter how heel or face he becomes in the process. I like that. Um, but what ex-WWE guy would he be protecting another company's title with first? Yeah. But I like, I like that as a, a deranged hangman. Uh, Chris Gibson said, do you think the Fatal 4-Way is to set up an Omega return? He does have history with all four guys. Mm. I That was my, when they announced the show, my big bold prediction was one of the final visuals of the show will be Omega's return, stare down with Akada, and you announce Forbidden Door 2, Akada Omega 5. In a year? Yeah. They'll sell out the building again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have got the uh, poll results. Is Forbidden Door going to do better or worse than an AEW standard pay-per-view? Same was 43%. Better was 36%. Wow. Worse was 20%. Okay, well, that, yeah, lean. Again, my <laughs> my streak of poll vote losses <laughs> continues. I did lose one recently because I asked which is better, Papa Dom or Nan. And yeah, but I... that wasn't a wrestling-related one. Um Kamarig Punk says the first run crossover pay-per-view during an injury crisis with travel still difficult between Japan and USA isn't the exact dream card you want. I don't want to be that guy, but bloody hell, those are some unfair expectations. I think I sort of said this earlier in the show, but this is sort of the best of a bad situation when you haven't got Omega Punk, you haven't got Danielson, you haven't got Naito. There's like a bunch of names that you haven't got, and yet you've still built a card that really does show why having a depth of roster like AEW New Japan has, the benefits of that. Hmm. I don't think those are uh, unfair expectations from me. Jack Nichols, check out the tantric booking from AEW. Nothing for weeks on this card, then boom, great card. <laughs> Two beastly four-ways and hype tag matches. Watching with TKM for the first time since lockdown, the global event, not TNA. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Have a great weekend, lads. We will be doing live reactions. Mm -hmm. It's myself and Pete Quinnell doing live reactions uh, to Forbidden Door on Sunday. Steve Howland, the existing, the existing build had been... Sorry. The existing build had really killed my hype for Forbidden Door, but last night's Dynamite reignited my excitement. Great show. Can't wait for Sunday or Monday morning for us on this side of the Atlantic. Joshua Darby. I know I'm alone in this, but everything and everyone involved with the endless Jericho versus Kingston rivalry feels like they are being dragged <laughs> into a new version of Baron Corbin's mid-card vortex. I love a lot of these people, but I hope it ends up blood and guts. Has to be blood and guts. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the pinnacle feud ended. So yeah, I think they are so. using that as a feud ender, as a rather a feud extender. Tenraza, AEW is becoming the most polarizing subject between you two. <laughs> Mum and Dad are fighting again. So happy to hear the coin drop. I think we get Punk and Omega appearances, maybe on commentary. Can't wait for Cesaro. If we get some more surprises, I will be happy. I, I they'd be great on commentary, but I think it's smarter to save them from when they can immediately return. Andrew Gronick, I have purchased all other AEW events. This will be the mm. first one I don't buy. I don't care enough for the crossover events. Oh, I mean, it, I'm, st I'm still going to watch it. Even if I wasn't a, if it didn't work here, I'd still 100% watch it. Uh, M. Kieran has said, the show sold out without any matches announced. I would say it's highly unlikely the show will bomb. From what I've seen on Reddit and Twitter, people are excited. Can't wait for Omega to come out <coughs> at the end and face Okada. So I think uh, ticket sales, Reddit and Twitter, are not good barometers for actual general interest. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, it's my opinion, but... Uh, Kevin, week. Uh, maybe it's because of five years of Survivor Series brand supremacy, but I was worried when I heard Tony and Regal talk <laughs> about Moxley representing AEW and carrying the company on his shoulders, especially when Tony said invasion. By the way, will Kevin Kelly be there? Apparently so. Good. Absolutely well, good. He tweeted that he hopes to work. He'll be there and he hopes to work with some of his commentary friends. So He has to be on the show. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think we can get Don as well? Kevin Kelly oh, and Don Callis together. Oh, dream the, team. The dream team. The greatest comedy duo, commentary duo mm. since JR and Heyman. Since Steve Carino and Kevin Kelly. <laughs> since JR. And what was his face from the, uh, the fighting world? What was the guy's name? You know, they used to do the, the American New Japan shows. Uh, Josh, Barnett. Josh Barnett. Yeah, that was had one good moment. It had one, one good moment. <laughs> led to nothing. Salty JR hating all of the product. And Josh Barnett not really knowing. <laughs> Tails P, did you notice Regal kept saying Lance Hoyt? <laughs> uh, love that during the brawl, Suzuki just shows up like Majima everywhere, a system in the Yakuza games. I might not get Forbidden Door. It's not bad. I just fell asleep during the last two AEW pay-per-views. They are long. Jonathan Hedman's been a membug for 11 months in a row. Hi, unpopular opinion. This pay-per-view uh, is going is going to have too many three or four-way matches. Rarely are they good unless they are elimination matches. Oh. Jonathan Edmund, I don't think I've ever disagreed with you more on a statement than you have there. I do think it's got too many multi-man matches, but the th three or four-way matches are, are not bad. It's a New Japan show. Mm. Like I'm, I'm surprised there aren't more eight-man tags. Mm -hmm. Um... Firebam Miv says, uh, I like how it just seems generalized violence summons Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Seeing him come down for the last brawl does elevate any show. Hot tag. Kevin says, Quizzlemania had me in stitches. Alex's fist in the airline was probably my favorite thing in the show. Also, when Will was cutting his promo on Denise, someone in the chat asked, is this Cody Rhodes? And I'm still laughing now. Also, Ollie, you're effing brilliant in CBW. I don't know what you're talking about. I assume he means Golden Joe. I Yes, I assume he means Golden <coughs> Joe as well. Uh, yeah, the Quizzlemania thing was very, very funny. If you haven't seen Quizzlemania yet, spoilers for last night's Quizzlemania, uh, but we did the quiz and Will won. Will Washington of Grapsody mm. won. And then Denise said, but wait, there's a twist. And she brings up a board that's got six sticky things on it. <laughs> and it's a money in the bank cash-in situation. And in reverse order, so like second, got to pick first, then it was me, and then it was Sean, got to pick a number. It might be blank, 
it might say winner. If it's winner, you win Quizlemania. What the? <laughs> it's deal or no deal. That's exactly what it is. And it was just, so we were all like, so the whole quiz was pointless. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, That's Sean. So and of course, Sean got oh, it. It's a stitch up. So Sully didn't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> Sean Rossap got the winning thing and won Quizlemania. And we'll then cut this amazing promo because someone said in an ultra being like, "I can't believe Denise did this." Took it this away from an African American <laughs> man just after Juneteenth. <laughs> so he cut this promo. Defunds Denise Salcedo. Oh, very funny. Oh my god, it was such a funny time. It was amazing. The show opened with Denise having our own forbidden door. So when we did our introductions, we got to take off a sticky piece of paper. Sully went up first, he got one bonus point mm -hmm. before the game was even started. And he's like, hot dog, I got, I got one point. Alex was up next, she picked one, 13 bonus points. What? <laughs> Will Washington came up, everyone, 20 bonus points. Oh my God, it's a joke. Uh, Hannah Allen, member for 12 months. Uh, well, seven months is wrong. I'll take it up with YouTube, lol. Show is going to hump. We'll love it. I guarantee more to come too. Lots of love. Joe. Joe. The bad one, Jam Beard. Ugh, Canadian. <laughs> Canadian dollars. I think Ollie is letting his own version of fantasy booking get in, in the way of enjoying the build and the New Japan stuff so far. Yes, the injuries have sucked, but the builds have been decent to good and all the matches are gonna slap. It's kind of where I sit, Jam mm. Beard. Uh, Dylan Jason Voorhees I legit haven't ever watched Dynamite I know it's good I simply watch this podcast to see you Ollie oh thank you Dylan uh, you should watch AEW though it's great Luke and Sully are a fantastic pairing though also take my money do a series 2 of my GM that's it <clears throat> Brandon Udstrom if this show was anything less than a 5 out of 500% it's because the world's greatest booker Denise Salcedo wasn't at the helm yes <laughs> You want me to hot tag back? Yes. Ten Rosa, Ollie, I think TK only finalized the Ring of Honor deal about a month and a bit ago. I think we will get a Ring of Honor pay-per-view announcement on Forbidden Door or Blood and Guts. With TV negotiations about a startup again, it will come soon. Can't wait for Adam to get back for Quizlemania 50. FTF, justice for Will Washington. He <laughs> was screwed. Ever since Dontaku, I've been watching New Japan, and it's back and better after the past couple of years. Loved Christians, healed Christian is magic. Zack Sabre Jr. was so nice to see. You guys need to go to Wrestle Kingdom. Where is Kenta Naito? Mm. That's kind of again what I mean. Like even from the New Japan side, there's some big names missing, and yet still the card seems so stacked and rich. Kushida's back. Um, Hawk the Outcast eight two three. Also, congrats to the Precious Medals for their recent win in the My GM mode, defeating FTR for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Joe Bro, Joe Bro. Did we? Well, I guess that's on his uh. My GM mode rather than ours. Uh, do, 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 do. Nate S. So excited for Forbidden Door. I'm with Luke. It's not all the dream matches we thought, but it's still stacked. Quizlemania last night was hilarious, mm. and the chaos that Denise Blampsido brought was, well, it was something Will deserved better. <laughs> Justin Edelheit. Hi, guys. I'll be at Forbidden Door on Sunday. I've been thinking, what if Daniels' replacement is Kushida? I'm so excited for Osprey versus Cassidy. I think it will be my match of the night. So we get a New Japan, New Japan match. That's why I don't think it'll be mm. Kushida. I also think the match of the night will, for me is either going to be, God, there's so many that could possibly be, like the, both Fatal 4-Ways. Miro and Ishii, just on their own, have got possibilities there. Oh. Um, the IWGP Fatal 4-Way, I think, is going to slap Osprey Cassidy. But the triple threat tag match, FTR, Rapongi Vice, and United uh, Empire, I think it's going to be awesome. 
Vizzilli, because I think FTR are going to win. Monty Granito. Ollie just has eyes, a brain, and an opinion. We listen for opinions when we get mad, when those opinions aren't the same as ours. Why do we listen then? Just leave Ollie alone. Leave Ollie alone. Fiery Turtle. I can see Ollie not liking this show easily. It's 86 for me, though. I popped hard for the debuts. I always love seeing Suzuki, so that's a win. Do you think we'll see Kenny Omega on the show, even just an on-screen appearance? I think so. And there's a note from Jenna here to remember to check the poll. Thank you, Jenna, Mm because I did forget on Tuesday. So, one out of four has 1% of the vote. Two out of four has 9% Uh of the vote. Four out of four, 40% of the vote. And three out of four, 50% of the vote. So that is 90% thinking it is sort of four out of five, five out of five. If there was a, a fifth option in there, I think it'd be a different, different story. <laughs> we just had one more coming. X Lone Storm X, Menberg for seven months. I secured a ticket to the Forbidden Jam, that flipping jam. I'm Excellent. Assu- I'm assuming, assuming that's the pay-per-view. I think so too. Awesome. Uh, so we've got this email here from Cody. I will read this out because the, what, which Cody? Um, from uh, Cody Bucky. So okay. Not, not okay. Cody, uh, said, "Hey, Ollie and Luke, and everyone at Rust Talk. Been a long time since I've sent you an email. May not remember me as the chap who lives in Southern California who used to send in Rust Talk get betters about my chronic back pain. You don't recall that's okay. Just want to start off by saying that I've been a long time listener of the podcast and channel. Remember the days when you and Ollie would do Raw and SmackDown reviews." in the same two to three hour broadcast. Those got me hooked on the channel because I would listen to them in traffic in the LA area. I want to start this email by thanking you for the incredible content over the years. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Little history. I was also at Double or Nothing in 2019 for the debut show. The fact that three years later, AEW ran a building with a much bigger capacity than the MGM Arena and sold it out speaks volumes to the growth of the company. I'm blessed to have witnessed so many AEW shows live. I actually live and work in Rancho Cucamonga, the (laughs) hometown of the Young Bucks. Justin Roberts pronounces it correctly when he introduces them. That's how we say it in the area. I've listened to the last Dynamite review. I had to include that in the correspondence because I kept saying Kaka Rukamunja. <laughs> I attended Double or Nothing, Dynamite in LA and Rampage in Ontario. Also over the weekend, I went to the GCW show on Saturday the night before Double or Nothing. The way I got tickets for the pay-per-view was from Nick Jackson. Oh, cool. The buddy I went with is childhood friends of the Bucks. He used to wrestle with them in their Brandon. back... He used to wrestle with them in their backyard promotion, was their world champion for multiple years. <laughs> Took a bad bump in a ladder match with the Bucks and had to stop wrestling soon after that. Backyard wrestling kids. Mm. Long story short, we got tickets from Nick and we got to go to the show. Got a chance to briefly chat with the Bucks the day before the show and a genuinely great dude. Oh. Also hang out with Brandon Cutler on Saturday because he also wrestled with my friend and went to high school with him. <clears throat> While at the casino that day, we sat next to Matt Hardy in private party at the bar and got to hear them chat about wrestling. Overall, 10 out of 10 experience for Vegas over the weekend. In regards to the Dynamite and Rampage shows, I hope the crowd is as hot on TV as it was in person. I've been to the same venue for WWE shows in the past. I was at the Raw in the Tiot and in 2020 pre-COVID. The crowd at Rampage blew the roof off that place. Ontario is less than three miles away from Rancho Cucamonga, so it's basically the Bucks' hometown. Forum is about 40 miles outside of Rancho. Southern California area was starved for AEW, and I hope it comes across like that on TV. We rocked all the buildings. Vegas crowd was hot as well. I'm going to attach pictures and videos to this email so you can see some of the live experience. And there is a picture of Cody with Brandon Cutler. Oh, awesome. And that's the one. Look at that. Isn't that mad that somewhere that's a three-hour drive away it's practically my yeah, it's, yeah, it's practically. In here, that would be France. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I wanted to read this quick email out as well before we get into the show. This is from Garrett, who said this tangentially related to AEW, but I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I just left a Warrior Wrestling show. I saw one of the least believable things I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> the main event was a series of matches for their top belt. First was a four-on-four. The winner then fight in a tag match, and then the winners of that match fight for the belt. Uh. Very TNA. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. was in this match. He, print, he pinned Brian Cage by roll-up in the four-on-four match. Not so bad. In his tag match, he kicked out of a tag team finisher by Jake Something and Swerve Strickland, and then he kicked out of a double stomp by Strickland. Pillman and Osprey win the tag match, so it's those two fighting for the gold. Osprey hits Pillman with the hidden blade before the bell rings. Pillman kicks out. Even though Pillman's been through hell, he kicks out of a lot of Osprey's offense. Casey Navarro's music hits, who has the Warrior Bell, a Warrior Wrestling Money in the Bank equivalent. He hits Pillman with a finisher. Pillman kicks out. Hits Pillman with another finisher. Pillman kicks oh out. Pillman is only pinned after Brian Cage comes back and interferes, and Casey hits a third finisher. They brooked Brian Pillman to be the freaking Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> this was less believable than any time Jeff Jarrett was booked to win any wrestling match. Anyway, love the show. Hope you have a lovely day. Garrett from America. But did it get over? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Yeah. If the crowd were booing it by the end, then no. But if they were still like on their feet to be like, oh my god, go Brian, then it totally works, right? Like, it wasn't that convoluted, but there was a similar title shot, cash-in, title shot, cash-in thing on a, on a very early progress show. And I remember sitting there being like, this is the peak of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the Rest Talk Podcast. There is another episode coming out today, though, which is myself and Pete doing our predictions for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door ahead of the live reactions tomorrow. Back once again like Renegade Masters, me and Denise Salcedo, Team Danuk, the host of the most train wreck episode of Quizlemania uh. in history, and the guy that came third, technically fourth in that quiz now, <laughs> back together again, cannot wait. Thank you all so much for listening, take care, I love you, goodbye! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.